Indiana, are we two best friends? We are two best friends. Hey, Matt, do we like mediumship? Yeah, and I love that for us. But wait, we should warn the people. Sometimes we use naughty words. Yeah, so if you don't like the F-bombs, turn yourself around. Yeah, you could press stop. You can press delete the eject button on your cassette player. But here's the thing, cuss words are sentence enhancers, so we highly recommend you continue listening. I highly recommend turning it up at red lights with your windows down. I'm Dana Willie. I'm Matthew Tao. Enjoy this episode of I'm a Medium. Ask me how. What up, Willie? What up, Tao? Welcome back to another episode of I'm a Medium. Ask me how. Well, oh, thank you for welcoming me. I feel <laughs> so comfortable and welcomed. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you yeah. so much. You're welcome. My Mojo Dojo Casa is your Mojo Dojo Casa. Oh, you are Knuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk about um, this subject. You know, most of the things you and I agree on, we see eye to eye, but this is this is a topic that, you know, we, we kind of come from two different aspects on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's exciting to talk about. Um, but I will say, um, we come from both very grounded in the spiritual world. You know, both of us... Mm-hmm. Um, are very grounded in the way that we approach everything. I think I always tell people that the reason I love mediumship so much is because there's so much evidence behind it. It's not, um, I mean, certainly you can watch people that call themselves mediums that come with a lot of platitudes of they loved you very much. And I have your grandma and she, you know, platitude, platitude, platitude and whatever. But we believe in evidential mediumship. And we've gone into that before. Um, I love evidence be behind this because it makes it real, makes it tangible. And I believe in grounded spirituality, but that brings us to the question at hand today. What is spiritual? What is spirituality? And are you spiritual, Matt? Mm-mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Flat answer. No. Uh, I, I believe I believe and I have a knowing of spirit. Uh, I I think that the spirit world develops you and I have faith in source and I work with source, but it's I compartmentalize a lot. And, and what I mean by that is when I am. I, it's the hats, it's the different hats. Uh, so when I am like everyday mat, I'm everyday mat. And when I'm medium mat, I'm medium mat. And I don't let them cross over each other. Um, and I I think it's interesting in the spiritual community when it becomes the, the, the crux of who you are, like the core essence of who you are is I'm spiritual. And then they make it about everything is spiritual. Everything has a spiritual reason. You're, you're, you're suffering. Well, there's a spiritual reason why. And it's really turned me off. I think my experiences on TikTok and my experiences with religion have really kind of pushed me away from calling myself spiritual. I am a human with spiritual tendencies. 
that's probably the best analogy I can come up with. You dip your toe in that spiritual. What, yeah. What about you? Every once in a while. Um, I would call myself spiritual. Um, for me, like I was raised in a very religious way, um, mm -hmm. in a Christian way. Um, but I always knew that there was something b bigger than what I was being taught at church. And like, I just felt like something was bigger. And I always like tried to make sense of it in my little girl mind of like, the way that I, I kind of made sense of it as a little girl was that um, God, and I called it God, um, was trying to speak to everybody in the language they understood because I didn't understand um, why Jesus would only speak to some people because I knew that there were plenty of other cultures and other people around the world that knew nothing about Jesus or that um, didn't believe in Jesus or whatever, or the mm -hmm. same God that I did. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me that all of these people don't get to go to heaven just because they didn't get to know him or whatever. It never made sense to me. So I felt like there was a little piece of truth of what I was being taught, but there was a much bigger, broader picture. And I, I thought that like God spoke to each person the way that they understood it. And mm -hmm. I just, so for me, religion, because I know that you said like religion kind of soured you on things. Um, I think religion is what man creates to understand spirituality or spiritual concepts. Mm -hmm. And it also can become a way of controlling people. And that never felt good to me either. Of mm -hmm. You have to vote this way or you have to, believe this thing, or you have to do this thing because we as the religion, this group tell you, this is the way to believe. There wasn't a, an emphasis on free thinking or, or being different in religion. And I didn't like that. Um, so I, I didn't really subscribe to a lot of religion after mm -hmm. I got to a certain, certain age, but I always believed in this higher concept or this I, I had this relationship with something bigger than me my whole life. I just had this understanding and I had what I would call spiritual experiences my whole life of just understanding that like something bigger was at play pulling the strings, um, mm -hmm. if you will, or on my side, um, but I just didn't know exactly what it was. And I would say that I would, I'm still on that, that side of things of like, I don't quite understand what it is. And I, I've become comfortable in that because I think us as humans don't feel comfortable in not knowing. We want to have answers to everything. We want to know everything. And the more I understand, the, the more I realize I don't know anything. And so mm -hmm. I'm just comfortable with the little peaks, little peaks I get into spiritual concepts and understanding um, of what's actually going on. So that's a long way of me saying that I do find that I'm a spiritual person, um, that I have spirituality, I guess. Um, and that's how I came to it, um, that it's always been part of my life. 
Um, I see signs and synchronicities and all kinds of things like I always have. Um, and that's just always been part of who I am, but yeah. Yeah. I think that we should start off like, why I think I, I, I owe the viewers a reason why I say religion. My, so like why I am distasteful with religion. I use the word distasteful is that I think that with like comparing it to science, right? Science is ever evolving based on what we know and what we um, run tests on and, and hypothesize on, but it's usually there's some laws to it, right? Like gravity obviously is a law, um, but I think it's ever evolving based on the data that we're getting and it, and it changes. Where if you look at religion, it doesn't adapt and it doesn't evolve with society and new information. And it just has this rigidity to it that's 2,000 years old. And I'm only going to use Christianity for an example, and I'm not trying to say this to offend anybody, but really looking at like the Ten Commandments, right? Those don't change. <laughs> Those don't change based on societal standards, right? Um, but I don't like the cherry picking that goes on with it. Like, you can't do this, but in the book of the Bible, it says you can't wear um, two different fabrics together but it's like we're gonna hold on to the one that fits our narrative more than all of them right it's not an all-in-one it's whatever fits the needs of what i'm trying to get the point across to control other people and i think that the premise of christianity is good but i don't like that how man has stepped in and regulated it or misinterpreted it based on the needs of it and it is now branched off to 7,000 sects of one story because it's somebody else's interpretation. And then it leaves you, well, is Pentecostal right? Is um, this one right? Is this one right? Is this one right? And it becomes almost like you miss the point. You miss the whole point. And it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, um, bisexual, um, transgendered, or um, cisgendered, whatever it is, you, you can't fit in it. Like you have to like meet somebody else's rules uh, to follow a life and then it becomes guilt. And I also don't like the fact that a lot of wars have started over it. Who's right? Like think about how many people have died just to prove God exists or that their God is right. And I am like the, I would say if my, if I had to choose a religion, it would be the religion of man, the human spirit, right? The human spirit, not humanity, because I, I think we're all just horrible people walking around in meat suits, treating each other unkind. But the human spirit, from what I know and conversing with the spirit world, is ever evolving, it's ever um, changing, we're always learning, we're adapting, we are um, eternal, like we always continue on, but nobody's right. Nobody's right at the end of the day, because it's the human ego and the need to survive. And so I adapt with that because I think it's more inclusive to everybody. And even people that do bad things are still looped in with that because it's the human experience that makes them our perception of bad, right? Mm -hmm. There are bad people out there, but that doesn't discredit the soul. And I don't like, like looking at history of like, look at Salem, right? Salem was trials. We murdered so many people 
because we had a suspicion that they were a witch and we murdered and tortured them in the name of what we like to call God. Right. And so in, in, in being gay and throwing gay on top of it, of using select words, misinterpreted words, right. And as society's adapted, they've changed interpretations and words. And it's just, it, it, it's so polluted at this point that it does, it's just not inclusive. Um, and that's what I find like the biggest turnoff um, about religion is just the hurt that it causes. And I think that is the biggest turnoff. That is probably man's biggest weapon that's has good intentions that's been weaponized in the sake of greed. And I mm-hmm. don't like that. So that's the reason why I'm so turned off on religion. Spirituality is different. And I think that's where we can come to an agreement on that. Yeah. Um, I like that uh, you mentioned the flexibility because I think my, you know, we, we talk about red flags on this podcast a lot. And one of my red flags for anybody in the spiritual community of whatever dogma that is, is anybody that is not flexible in their thinking um, and, or in their understanding. And I think, you know, I, I, just to go back to what I said, the more I I know, the more I realize I don't know anything. And I think Mm -hmm. letting things unfold and letting things be discovered and continuing my development and continuing my learning more will be shown um, and letting my opinion be flexible and letting my, what I understand and know to be flexible, um, and not be dictated by somebody else. Um, I can listen to other people and, and say, well, that resonates or that doesn't with my experience or, or anything that I've been through, but really letting my own experience and evidence of what I've been through really guide what my belief system is and what I know to be true for me. Um, but having this flexible viewpoint, um, I think what I, and just going back, you know, of course I, I I consider myself spiritual. I consider, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously all of this spirituality, but I don't like in this in the community when somebody's put on a pedestal or put higher than somebody else. Um, you know, we can respect people that have been doing this longer or that are, um, have a particular skill set or, um, are really good at something or whatever, but putting somebody up at a certain level, I think is where we get cults is where mm-hmm. we get a lot of things that are really dangerous um, because we're, we're talking about something that's unseen um, in a lot of ways. We um, have a lot of people that are seeking spirituality um, to solve human issues where you know they're unhappy in their life and they're looking for spirituality to fix it. And yes, you know, I, I believe in mind, body, spirit connection, right? But we can't like just go, okay, well, I'm going to get this activation code and, and then I'm going to be all fixed, right? But 
or somebody's going to say this light language thing to me and I'm going to be all fixed in my life. You know, that's, that's where I get angry at it and where I don't like being part of the spiritual community. And I understand why that turns you off from calling yourself spiritual or spirituality or anything like that. And I don't say that because I want to be cool and edgy. I am an Aquarius. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I like to do investigative work into what I'm speaking about before I can have an understanding of it to make that choice. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I think the issue with a lot of spiritual people is that they don't do that research. Like you said a word and it just struck me where activation codes, where did those come from? Where did those originate? Can you trace that back? Where did Mm -hmm. it come from? And we're so quick to throw out these buzz terms and all these stuff. But let's face it, none of us, like that pedestal thing that you were talking about, none of us are above anybody else in this spiritual community. We are all looking through different holes in a piece of paper, uh, trying to see a pinhole view of the universe. And it it's really unfortunate that the ego and human desire to have power and fame and, and money and um, to feel special can easily abuse that. And when we put people on a pedestal and we trust them blindly of saying, well, spirit said that you shouldn't eat beef. So all of you shouldn't eat beef. And you know how many people fall for that? Mm-hmm. And I'm and, and I'm just using common sense, Dana. This is an event, but I'm using common sense where I'm like, this person is barely out of pampers telling you not to eat beef. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me in your 23 years of experience being on this earth, how you can tell me not to eat beef and you have the the knowing that it's correct when you can't even figure your own shit out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's where I think like take what resonates and leave the rest, but always leave room for common sense and uh, a healthy skepticism or leaving room to question. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of cults and occult leaders don't want you to question. They want you to blind follow. And I think that we've created, and I'm going to say it, we've created a lot of cult pot- potential cult leaders on TikTok. Oh, yeah. You, you, and you can see them from a mile away. Mm-hmm. You really can. Like, you just. It's not just, it's not just on TikTok. It's in person, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. go ahead. I, I'm sorry. No. I just wanted to also state that as well. So, no, you can see them from a mile away. And, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, you can also see the victims from a mile away, too. Yeah. And it's, um, and it's, it's, Unfortunately, these people are vulnerable and they're very like susceptible and, and nobody thinks it's going to be them. Nobody thinks, oh, I wouldn't fall for that. It's, it happens very subtly to start and then you start this little thing and then, then you've got to do the next level. And mm-hmm. I've, it happens so often and it's so scary when you start to see how people start grabbing on, nobody should be your guru. No, you can, you can respect somebody. You can like somebody, you can like the way they talk, but nobody should be your guru. Exactly. And you know, what's really funny is that a lot of cults start off of self-help. 
Mm -hmm. Like, and it's usually targeting what people are missing in their lives. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's good to, I think there, there's a specific cult that I won't mention their name that actually recruits people through, uh, it's like self-help programs Mm -hmm. and those self-help programs are actually really good. Mm -hmm. They're phenomenal. Like I look at some of them and I'm going to use Nixium because that guy has been convicted of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. His, uh, uh, core foundation i was watching the the vow on hbo and i was like i would actually have taken some of that it's very empowering it is a very awesome tool like it's very cool and i'm like too bad we couldn't take this tool and not do what we did with it (laughs) that it could help a lot of people but that's when you know like when you're in that situation of being like it would never happen to me sometimes you don't realize it because it has such great intentions and it does such wonderful things but the person in charge of it you don't see that right away Mm -hmm. and then pretty soon you don't know you're in a cult until it's too late yep that's well, the scary part. And it and that's the that's the thing that happens is it starts very subtly, right? Like it starts like very normal, very like no red flags, nothing weird, and then it subtly just starts getting a little different. A little mm-hmm. different. But by that time you're so deep into it. Um I'm going to say like it kind of happened to me. Like it happened mm-hmm. in a group that I was in that was very normal to start with. And, um, we were doing normal stuff. And then all of a sudden there was light language coming out and there was, I I don't want to say too much, but there was, um, I'm in trance and I'm giving you activation codes and I'm doing all of this. And, um, if you don't, if you don't protect yourself then you're bringing um, bad energy into the group and um, they would uh, push like people away and like say, you can't be friends with this person because they're bringing bad energy into the group. And I mean, it went even further than that. Um, I'm telling you like that things that you would not expect to have happened, happened. And Never in a million years would I have thought that was happening. And you don't know. And that's the thing is you don't know it's happening because you think it's so normal. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, that's the difference between religion and spirituality is that spirituality is to make you closer to becoming a better version of yourself through uh, spirit or whatever practice that you're doing and it shouldn't harm other people or mm-hmm. dictate other people or control other people and it also should never ever 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 tell you who you can and can't have in your life mm-hmm. and I think anything that anything it doesn't need to be um, it doesn't need to be a religion or a spiritual practice but anything that tells you that if you don't believe in it you need to cut this person out of your life because they are a suppressive person it that's dangerous that's really dangerous because that at that point they're trying to sing like it's control they're trying to get you away from a support system so that way that they can hold you off to the side and bleed you dry and then when you'll notice when you become unuseful you're out Mm -hmm. and so it's a take 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 what can i take from you Mm -hmm. and it's very uh, easy especially on tiktok uh how easy it is to fall for it because then we become a person there's a power dynamic that happens on tiktok and social media where we become 
um, somebody on your phone, all right? And when we become a staple in your life, we're almost that fixture in your life that you see us on live. And that is where we become very trusting. And that power dynamic can easily shift very quickly of, if you don't like this person, don't follow this person, only trust me, my word is good, nobody else is as good, I'm the best at what I do. But when you see that person over and over again, and they say words that resonate with you of what's currently going on in your life, it's easy to fall victim to that. So I'm always a firm believer of don't take everything that I say to heart. You don't have to dislike the people I don't dislike. You don't have to follow the mediums I don't like. You don't have to follow the mediums I do like because you have free will. You have free choice to do what you want. And that is empowering. You can make your own choices because really at the end of the day, it's a personal journey and it's a personal relationship that you need to develop. Now, when me and Dana speak, and especially through this podcast or on our lives, we're speaking through our own experience with what we've experienced, but that does not mean that's going to be your experience. We're just telling you, hey, if this happens to you, you're normal. Mm-hmm. This is not something unusual, but you may experience something else that's different, and that's okay, but it's not the be-all, end-all of spiritual mediumship or evidential mediumship that has to be it's just what we know in the years of experience of the rules of the road that we've navigated not only through our development but our mentors and our journey but our own personal experiences with spirit but it's a very personal thing and Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be a group think around spiritualism that's really i think missing the boat in a lot of the spiritual community on tiktok Yeah. Well, I think in just in general, you know, looking for people who, um, I mean, not to toot our own horn, but we support other mediums, we support other schools, we support other circles and development places and things like that, because we, we don't, we, we believe more the merrier. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think getting education from lots of other people, Um, you know, we may not be the medium for you and all of that as well. You know, there are many beautiful people that do the same thing that Matt and I do. Um, We just hope to arm you with the information to find the right person that's right for you. Um, And there might be many that are right for you. But um, going back a little bit to, um, to calling yourself spiritual, Matt, because Mm-hmm. approaching your day-to-day life um, as a spiritual being? I don't. That's, I, and that's not a problem for me I, uh, because I compartmentalize because I, I live in this reality. I spend uh, 100% of my time here. Uh, and so I think that coming in from a really grounded place of understanding the, the way that this world works, I, I think that I am very blessed to be able to have a miracle happen of when I do connect to the spirit world. But I think a lot of, in my experience, I'm here to live and I'm here to live a life and I'm here to experience a human existence. And I don't want to spend 80, maybe even 20% of my time in the spiritual realm, because then I think that you miss out on this life that we were so blessed to be given. 
I think getting reminders and what our dear friend Pam Sears, who's on this podcast, likes to call postcards. I think getting postcards from the other side is healthy. But I think the main goal here was for me to be here, uh, but have faith and knowing that it does exist on the other side, but not let it rule my life where it is uh, handicapping me, where everything that I'm seeing is a spiritual experience, right? Me just sitting in my chair is a spiritual experience, right? Because that's a miracle that I'm here. Uh, But I don't need to have a spiritual practice every single day praying to God, knowing that he's real or having um, to make wishes like a genie to God to get, you know, my bills paid or anything like that. Um, But I think that just kind of living this life is the belief, is the spiritual practice, helping other people is the spiritual belief and spiritual practice all within knowing of my limitations and scope that I'm here in this world to live and not living in a fantasy land of something other than that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, cause it, my, this was posed a, a, a while ago of, or I saw this post by somebody of like, what makes you spiritual? Like does meditation mm-hmm. make you spiritual? Does crystal make, make you spiritual? And, and it really got me thinking of what, what makes somebody spiritual? What makes you spiritual? Let's start there. Well, and that makes me question, you know, because we also talk about spiritualizing yourself and the processes of what we do to spiritualize ourselves. Um, I agree with you in that um, we are here to live and be human. And I quote you all the time of it's not healthy to talk to dead people all the time. And when I was stepping back into this part of me in 2017, it was actually, I stepped into my development in 2017, but it was more like 2016 where everything started happening to me again. And I had no boundaries I, it was everywhere I went, everything, I felt everything, I saw things and I knew things and I just, I felt bombarded, like I couldn't go to the grocery store and I just, I didn't have that separation between church and state, if you will. It was just like everything was all around me and I didn't feel like I had that boundary. Um, and so it was actually through my development that I learned that, okay, this is human Dana. I can go to the grocery store and buy my eggplant and just be a human and not talk to grand aunt Bertha or feel that somebody was sad at the grocery store. I could just go buy what I needed to buy. So, but before that, you know, like I, like I said, I just had this greater knowing I did receive signs and symbols like the whole time, um, my whole life. Um, I felt the presence of something greater than me my whole life. Um, I didn't have, I did have a practice of prayer um, pretty much my whole life. Like I said, I was raised religious, so I learned to pray. Um, But I never meditated until I started developing. I didn't know what meditation was. And so I did start meditating. Um, and then I, then I did buy every crystal on the planet at, at one point, you know, like I was like somebody, well, I think this was like my first crystal that I wear. Um, and then after that, Mm -hmm. I was like every crystal, I will buy all of them and that will help me. Um, but at the core of it, like I am spirit. So therefore I'm spiritual, I think is, is kind of where I sit and I just Mm -hmm. allow 
Um, I don't seek it every day, but I allow it to impress me when it pops in. So um, that's kind but of... But you're aware, you're aware of it when it pops in, though. That's, I am. Mm-hmm. I am. I get a lot of signs and symbols from my loved ones that have passed. I get signs and symbols from my loved ones every single day, but I don't pay attention to them. So uh, I don't want to say I don't get any, um, but I don't pay attention to them to recognize them or I don't want to say put value on them. I just don't need that. That's not something that I need in my life and and nor do I desire to have that. Um, But I do see my friends getting them quite a bit and I see the comfort and joy that it gets from them. And I'm just kind of happy for them that, that it happens and it helps, I think, kind of solidify the knowing for me that it, they are around, but I don't think I, I personally need it for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't look for them though. I really don't. They just like but hit you, me in the face. You see them and you're like, oh, like they'll hit you in the face and you're like, oh, like you, you know what they are. Do you know what I mean? How much of awareness do you have around the the world? Like how much are you looking around and noticing things when you're I'm like, not. Just, see, I think that's the difference. But I don't want to, though. <laughs> I, think, I have ADHD, so it's like I hyper-focus in my moments. Yeah. I think I'm like, when as we approach life, like I'm I'm looking around, not looking for signs mm-hmm. or symbols, but I just, I'm I have an awareness of everything going on around me in moments. Whereas you're just like, I need to go down the street. So I'm focusing on going down the street. Correct. And that's why I'm saying I get them, probably get them, most likely get them. I just don't recognize them because I'm so hyper-focused in the moment. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not, and I don't feel like I'm missing out on them. Yeah. That's kind of like where I'm ultimately trying to get to. Like, even though I'm so hyper-focused in my moment, I don't have the lack of of being like, well, I don't get those. Like, I don't compare. But when I see you being like, oh, this was a sign or this happened to me, it makes me happy that you're getting those and that the spirit world's at play. But I'll, I'll tell you, it was funny. I mean, we've been together lots, whatever, and you've seen mm-hmm. it happen. Oh, yeah, all the time. But like when we were in Sedona, I'm not going to say what the sign is because you guys, if you come to Circle, you read for me. But there was a specific sign that you cannot, you cannot dismiss as as just happenstance. Like it Mm -mm. does not happen. It's a very rare thing to happen. And it happened like seven times in a place where you would not expect it to happen. Mm -hmm. You get them all the time. And I remember you saying, I have never in my whole life been with somebody that sees signs like this. This is crazy. No, everywhere you turned around, there was a fucking sign. I'm like, and your relatives are really loud. (laughs) Uh, But we have a friend that every two seconds will get signs and symbols and activity in their home. It's, it's, It's great to watch and experience. And, but I just have no need for it. Mm-hmm. And maybe one day I will have a need that I'll be able to slow down and pay attention to the world. But I can tell you, don't challenge the spirit world. Well, I was just going to say, time. so spirit understands that and they're not giving it to you. Correct. But there was a time I said, hey, I haven't seen this uh, person in a while uh, that was on the other side. And just like clockwork, it went, which led me to the belief if if my awareness is there, I'll see it. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I'm just so here. I am so here. I compartmentalize my my uh, mediumship in real life just so well. Yeah. Well, it's be- it's funny because I was actually having um, a fun argument with one of our mutual friends the other night um, about how not woo you are. <laughs> I'm so fucking I was woo. like, he is like the least not woo person. And and they were like, well, I'm pretty much not woo. And I was like, no, 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 no. No. You don't understand how not woo Matt is. Matt is like borderline atheist woo. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, which brings me to asking you, like, who were you? Obviously, I never got to know Matt before he was a medium. Like, uh-huh. who were you before you you started talking to dead people? Oh, I was an atheist. 100%. 100% atheist. I believed in nothing. I believed in absolutely nothing. Uh, but I also had the... Uh, I wasn't baptized into a religion, but my family is uh, Catholic. Uh, so I had a preconceived notion of Catholic, but I always felt other. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I didn't fit in the world and that the world uh, didn't have a place for me so um in, in a religious aspect uh but i also am talking about like the 80s and 90s right and so those were different times um but i felt like i i just felt like i didn't belong here and then when i started talking to dead people i think what really helped me believe and know was science because that was still tangible that I knew science was a thing and could spiritualism or spirituality be linked to something that is tangible for me to believe in. And I think that saved me from a lot of uh, cults that started because <laughs> somebody's like, we have, we have an intergalactic battle and we need a medium for every pod. And I'm like, dude, what Kool-Aid you sipping? Like Jonestown part three, like, what are we, what are we looking at here? Um, but I think like just kind of like having a rational thought kind of kept me protected uh, from a lot of that shit. So I just kind of I, I just push it away um, and I did a lot of research. And so I think that's how I formulated my opinion on spirituality coming from believing nothing at all. So what would you have thought of a medium earlier on? Like if I had a healthy uh, skepticism. I had a, I, I was like, nothing exists, but leaving the room for possibility of something. Okay. D- okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so what did you think happened when you died? Um, I just left it open up in the air. It was open. Uh, TBD. TBD. Okay. Yeah. Cause I didn't want to say that it was completely nothing, but I wanted to leave room in case there was something, but I, I felt like there would have been more of nothing than anything because if there would have been a hell, and the much suffering and pain that I've gone through the rest of my life are for and to only go and suffer more because of who I am, I didn't want any part of it. So I was like, I'd rather just nothing at all than than something but leave the leave the door open for what I deserve. Karma. Yeah. So a true atheist would would believe that there is no God, there is no great Correct. spirit, there's nothing. No capital S, no divine, no source, no Correct. No nothing. Um do you believe that there is something now? I believe that there's something now. I do. I, I know that there's something now. But I think that everyone's wrong and everyone's right at the same time. 
I, it, the, the best way I can explain it, it is, is a lot of like my hypothesis on this is that it's a lot of scaling in and out, right? Big picture, little picture, and no matter what. So if you were to look at a cell on a microscope, how many worlds live within us that make us and are like uh, amoebas and all those little itty bitty things to us, we're God, right? And you scale out to the world and how much we're connected and we're just a little amoeba in the universe and the speckle of it. And I think it's all just energy, just interconnected. That's an intelligent energy. So I think all of us are connected to that and it's through our souls. Anything that is energy is connected to this. It's intelligent and it is like neuron connections. Like, you know how, like when you look at like a neuron or like a, uh, like a DNA strand, how they're mm-hmm. all just connected and it's just webs of firing connections. And I think like, it's almost like a brain, like brain nerve endings. And I think that we're all part of this and we're all just interconnected. But one brain cell is just trying to say it's right over another, over another, over another, over another. And I there's just no way that we're this kind of sitting back and reflecting that we're this intelligent, this advanced, this much of a miracle to be in this moment right here, right now, without something being here, something bigger than us. Does that answer your Mm -hmm. question? Yeah. So do I believe that Jesus was the son of God? Yes, I do. Because we all are. Mm -hmm. He, He just had more of a knowing. Jesus was a medium. Jesus was Jesus was me. <laughs> we should make a song. Um, <laughs> come, coming to Spotify. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. It really is true. Does that sum it up for you? Yeah, like what no, I that's, think? That's really that's that that makes a lot of sense. It's um, a beautiful spider web. It really, really is. It's a it's a very interweaved thing. It's fascinating to to hear that I I just learned something about my best friend that I never knew before today. So thank you everybody for What did you learn? <laughs> I didn't realize that you were an atheist before all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I guess I had a real awakening. <laughs> yeah, you really did. You really Well, it's it's such a it's such an interesting story of of like I always had this knowing of, like I said, like that there was something bigger. And I mm-hmm. always had this like understanding that like people went on and like they were on the other side. I um, I had a loved one pass when I was younger that I had like constant contact with. And that I just thought that that's, that was like, it is normal. But I thought it was normal. And I remember coming out to my husband as a psychic and he's like, well, that makes sense because you've been talking to this dead relative since you were as long as I've known you. Mm -hmm. And so it was just the norm for me that people were on the other side and they could communicate with you. But I just thought you could, I, I just thought I could only do that with my, that one loved one. I didn't think like I could do it for other people. What's interesting is I always like to say that like spirituality is like pulling back a curtain. Mm-hmm. 
And I think for you, having that experience left that curtain open for you mm-hmm. to have that. And I think with my experience and my trauma of the physical, it was opening and closing it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and I think that's kind of like where we learn to just leave the curtain open in a comfortable position. Yeah. For for knowing. So we're spiritual beings having a human experience and you know, mm-hmm. I think um, allowing ourselves to, you know, when we talk about spiritualizing ourselves, sometimes that can be holding a crystal because it allows us to feel a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, you know, I don't, I'm, I love, I love a crystal. I think crystals, they're beautiful and, but they do hold energy. They, they, you can measure it. There's a reason mm-hmm. that we put quartz in computers and there's different, there's different things that some of them can do. Now, the magic is always inside of us. I always say that they put tread on our tires, you know, but, um, you know, meditation, sitting with the self, but mm-hmm. the more we get to know ourself, I think spiritualizes us because who are we? Mm-hmm. Who is, who are we when we take the mask off? You know, you said putting on different hats, but who are you without any hat, you know, without having mm-hmm. to be anything for anybody, stripped down naked? Who are you just alone without having to be anything to anybody? And I think the more we sit with that part of ourselves, we're spiritualizing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, I think anything that taps you into that greater knowing and understanding that it is not just you and that you're connected to other people and that's kindness and love and respect mm-hmm. for other people, I'm totally down for it. I think that yeah. spiritualizes yourself. Because uh, what was really fascinating is when we met Eileen Davies and um, Arthur Finley, she, she had this essence about her. And mm-hmm. it, you could tell it wasn't fake. It was that she leads through her teachings, but she also doesn't just go, well, I'm a spiritualist. Like she took a lot from other religions and other practitioners and said, this is the value because it's the core of it is love. And I'm going to lead with love. And I'm going to always say things that are kind, honest, and true. And I'm going to, like almost feel you can feel her love walk into the room and i know that we're talking about cult leaders and i'm not trying to say uh, eileen is a cult leader Uh, but it is this the woman walks and talks of what she says without judgment and infringement on others Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah and that is what i find as a spiritual person is somebody that can speak to it but also show up with their actions and they're actively doing it, but with kindness, honesty, and truth that doesn't hurt other people or is about control. Because mm-hmm. she was very hands off of being like, this is a relationship that you form. Mm-hmm. And nowhere in here am I going to send you a light language or a download, but I'm going to tell you, find love, act in love, and spread that love. Mm-hmm. But don't control other people. Well, I think a good teacher will guide you to find that relationship with the spirit spirit world on your own. You know, our mm-hmm. greatest teacher is that relationship we build on mm-hmm. our own. 
um, whatever unique way that is and, and however you find that. Some, some people might find it in meditation. Some people might find it holding a crystal. Some people might find it by walking in nature. Some people might find it by drawing. Whatever it is that, that helps you tap into that space within you, that's, that's your biggest teacher. And, and you said love, Matt. And I think that is the, the essence, the source. It is, it is love and it is truth. That is, when I think of spirit, that's to me what that is at the, at the mm-hmm. essence, at the whole of it. And I'm glad that you mentioned it's not just people's words, it's people's actions. It's not what they say, it's what they do. It's, uh, I always, I always say like, judge a person, you know, judge a reader by how they handle their worst reading. Like not every reader is going to knock every reading off out of the park. We're going to have bad readings, but when you see them have a rougher reading, how do they handle it? Because you're going to see everything you need to know about their character when they have a rough reading. Mm -hmm. And pay attention to what they're saying. A hundred percent. And I think, I don't know, you know, I, I, I just try to do the best. And this is how I spiritualize myself. I think, um, trying to do my best to be a kind person every single day, to be authentic, um, to sit in silence, not only again, to get to know myself a little bit better, um, to be that authentic self, but to just to sit with the spirit world and have not with any expectation or desire, but to just let them lead the way. I love it. You know what mine is Hmm. to help other people as much as I can and show up authentically myself. If I'm an asshole, I'm an asshole. If I'm blunt, I'm blunt. But one thing I can tell you is it's usually standing up for somebody when I'm in, in those those moments it's and and that's not an excuse right it's not an excuse but it's honestly the intention behind it is always to help somebody or make somebody feel like they're not less than and so like yours is sitting in silence mine's actually using my voice Mm -hmm. mine's saying enough's enough stop you're hurting people you know what i mean so like and i feel closer to my authentic self and my um spirituality when I can stand up and, and help stop people from hurting other people in the sake of saying that they're more enlightened than somebody else and they have all the answers. Yeah. Well, I think that gets back to like why, why we're here. You know, we've often had this conversation that, um, mm-hmm. you know, having, I don't feel comfortable making some of the posts that you do and I'm not I don't have a problem with some of the posts you make or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but it's inauthentic for me to do that sort of thing. Cause it's just not who I am. And I'm more of a show a better way of doing it instead of speaking on the behavior, show a better way of doing it um, and show your work. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's like, that's how I feel like I can change the world and how I can best use my platform or my voice. Um, 
but I've tried to make spicy videos before and I just like, it's so like, I feel cringy and I just feel like I have opinions. Believe me, you, you hang out with me more than two seconds, you'll hear an opinion from me, but it's just not how I, I don't know. I just don't feel like I can move the world or move, move the needle the same way as your voice can in mm -hmm. those instances. And I think that's what makes each of us, we're all snowflakes, we're all individual and we're all, if we were all the same, nothing would get done and it would be a very boring place to be. And mm -hmm. I'm not for everybody, you're not for everybody, but, but we reach the people we need to with our unique spice, our special spice. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the last recommendation I want to give around anything spiritual is please do your research. Please do your research. Uh, any quality uh, spiritual practice should allow that space for curiosity and growth. And if you're finding that your spiritual practice is tied into some sort of uh, racism or cultural appropriation or anything like that, ask questions to the people that are teaching you to get an understanding of why uh, because that's what I'm actually finding with a lot of the spiritual practices that I'm researching and they are taking from other people's cultures um, whitewashing some of them um, indoctrinating other people into other things and I just I think that a lot of it you know take what you will if it's going to make you a better person but really kind of understand what is it that we're speaking about you know where did these activation codes come from where is light language from can these be asked right where is the root source who invented this where how old is it you know if it's within the last hundred years you know did you, take it with a grain of salt but don't invest completely if somebody is taking your power away uh, and telling you to swap a gender because now they see you as divine masculine or feminine don't do it if that's not something that you truly feel is in your heart because somebody saying that they're closer to spirituality is telling you this uh, you have every right to live a healthy independent um, joyful abundant life and nobody can take your power so please um, if you need help, reach out to us. Um, we'd love to ha uh, help you in any way that we possibly can. So you can email us, but really just stay true to who you are. Stay true to what your voice is. Trust your gut and always question. Yeah. Um, I love that always questioning and being flexible when something doesn't feel right anymore. You can leave. Mm -hmm. um, you're never stuck in, a, in something. You know, the other no. thing that I want to say is spirit, true spirituality should bring you joy and happiness, coming back to that mm -hmm. love. Um, it should bring you fulfillment. Um, there are many roads to Rome. And I use that statement a lot. Um, what your friend might be doing may fulfill them a lot, but it may mm -hmm. not be for you. And that's okay. You take your own road. You do what fulfills you and brings you happiness. You are naturally going to be pulled to whatever brings you joy. And it's nobody else's business what brings you fulfillment and joy Fact. and makes you feel spiritual. There is no, you know, literally there is no rule or rhyme or reason of what makes you spiritual. You are spiritual just simply by being here, by breathing. You are spiritual. You are a spirit having a human existence, every single one of you. 
And however you decide to enhance or step into that even more, that's, that's your journey. And we support that no matter what that is for you. But that is your unique and beautiful journey. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Really. Well, I think I've shared my perspective. You shared your perspective. They're both very valid in this world of spirituality, just like everybody else's. So mm-hmm. if a flight language makes you happy and it does you thing, that's great. That's awesome. I just want to say that as well, because I don't want to pick on people that do light language. But um, yeah, so thank you so much for sharing this space with us. We love you all. You're dearly. You're in our hearts. And Dana, take it away, my friend. Uh, you are. Well, I feel weird saying you were the light after after <laughs> talking about light language, but you're the light of you many are languages. The light. <laughs> we love you guys. Bye. So good to have you here. Matt, I had no other choice. (laughs) 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 At the end of the day, you make me laugh.